This week on Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen. The things that make us go, huh? Well, hello again, everybody. I am Pete. And I'm Maureen. And it's time for Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen. Every week we get together here in the old studio around the microphone. And my wife of 43 years and I talk about whatever it is that's on our mind. Sometimes we pull it off the top of our heads. And sometimes it comes out of somewhere else. But we always hope that it's fun and informative. And, well, I mean, after all, somebody was dumb enough to give us microphones. And we're not afraid to use them. And as advertised, this week on Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, we're talking about the things that make us go, huh? Huh? Stuff that you see, I guess, by and large on television, right? Well, I think we've noticed it more since we've been quarantined because uh, we've been watching a lot more TV than we ordinarily would have. Mm -hmm. And I I know for us, we're sitting there and on more than one occasion, Pete and I have looked at each other after something has come on and gone, And we're like, what? What are they talking about? Did that make any sense Did to you? Did that commercial mean anything to you? What What are they doing here? It's like, what did I just see? I, I just saw something in front of my eyes for 30 seconds or 60 seconds. I don't know what I just saw. Or why? Or why? why? <laughs> yeah, I don't, can't even tell you what they advertised. I just know a commercial went by that made no sense. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the ones that... that come to mind when you think of that i think the car commercials okay because i think that the way that they sell cars today is different when we were growing up when we were kids you know back when they had the model t (laughs) the flintstone car the flintstone (laughs) car with your your feet feet going through the bottom uh, cars were sold by price you would actually see the price of the car on the screen now you don't be- well, it's because everything's Cause negotiable. Afraid, everything's <laughs> negotiable, and they're afraid that if you do see the price on the screen, you might have a heart attack <laughs> from the sticker shock. Uh, the other thing that they used to do, too, was they would sell a car based on styling, on performance, 350 cubic inch, eight-cylinder engine, 280 horsepower, zero to 60 in five seconds. They'd sell it on the basis of gas mileage. They'd sell it on reliability, durability. Remember, Volvo used to do the commercials and say, 90% of the Volvos that were sold 11 years ago are still on the road today. That sells me a car. That sells me a car. What does not sell me a car? Matthew McConaughey (laughs) driving down this... Road. I'm sure Matthew McConaughey is a lovely person. He's a great actor. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. Go- I don't find him that attractive. Well, you're not um, supposed to. But I could find a guy attractive if I want to. Uh, Matthew McConaughey sitting at the wheel of a Lincoln looking at some kind of a bull with big horns on it or getting out of the Lincoln, that big SUV whatever it is, and he goes and he sits in the back and he looks at the stars. <laughs> He's in the back looking at the freaking stars. I have never in all the years that you have known me gotten out of the car <laughs> to look at the freaking stars and then drive off. 
Why? That does not sell me a car. Sell me the car on power, durability, styling. I'm going to get 15 years out of this car. Sell it to me on price. Don't, uh, Matthew McConaughey or Sofia Vergara was doing some. I, they sell you an image. Mm-hmm. They don't sell you the car. They don't sell you the steak. This is gold. Okay. This is gold. <laughs> In advertising, you don't sell them the steak. You sell them the sizzle. <laughs> okay. You sell them the sizzle. All right. All right. And that's, or if you're a Snoop Dogg, the shizzle. <laughs> uh, For shizzle. <laughs> that's, that's what you sell them. Well, they did. You sell them the image. And I got to say, I just saw an interview with Matthew McConaughey in prepping for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Lincoln sales are up 25%. So it's working. Based on his commercials. What do we know? <laughs> what do we know? This is why Maureen and I are not Wall Street magnates. Well, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's a reality we don't like to think about, but we're not the demographic they're looking no, for. No, we're not. We're not. Advertising is for the 50 and under demographic. There's a popular misnomer in, uh, in radio advertising that advertising is not directed at 50 plus people because they don't have any money. That's the, the popular thought. That's not the reason. People over 50, by and large, have money. What they have is discretionary income. They're not sending kids to schooling anymore. They're not paying for parochial school. They're not raising children. They have em- they're empty nesters. The kids are gone and it's just mom and dad, like in our case. Mm-hmm. And there is more discretion over the money. It's not that 50 plus doesn't have money, they do. The, the problem in the advertising world is, and I do believe that this is correct, people in the 50 plus demographic are not swayed by advertising. That could be. That could be. They have already become what is called a brand loyal. Right. My father was, you know, well, I'm a GM man. I've bought General Motors cars all my life, and that's what I, I'll buy a Pontiac. I'll buy a Ford. <laughs> Found on the road dead. I wouldn't buy a <laughs> Ford. You know, and and so his, as, as a 50 plus, I remember his mind was made up. If I'm buying a car, I buy a GM product. If I buy something else, it's it's this brand. And that's why advertisers don't market to, to the 50 plus. Not that the money isn't there. It's just that their minds are already made up and it's hard to sway them. Maybe. But it doesn't sell. You know what? I would prefer that you sell me. I would prefer that. We just replaced the HVAC in our house. And the guy did not come in and say, show us a video and show Matthew McConaughey (laughs) sitting in his house, relaxing to the warmth of his Coleman forced hot air system. He sold us the HVAC based upon the age of the one that we had in there. How How many more years of reliability could we expect to get out of it and the efficiency our old system was 79 percent efficient the new one is 96 percent he sold us on stats yes and his price was right and price and and service and his personality yes had a lot huge part of it you know huge part of it as we we went you know we got several bids 
And one of them was from a, a highly advertised, famous name, mm. uh, HVAC. About as close thing. to escorting somebody out of the house as we has, have ever come. And uh, this, this guy was super high pressure. He ended up being like almost $4,000 more for it the was unit. Like, it and, was like, what do I, it was almost like the guy was going to say to us, what do I have to do to put you in a new Studebaker today? This guy should have been selling cars. Well, sales is sales. Yeah. And he pulled the usual, you know, when I was reticent, yes, I was reticent. <laughs> uh, he calls up his boss. And the boss said, let me talk to him. Let me talk to him. You know, this was the equivalent of the, uh, well, you have a nice face. Let me go in the back and I'll talk to my manager and all oh, he's going to beat the hell out of me, but I'll come out with the deal. Well, you know what? There was no deal. The guy really hardballed me and he starts this, well, are you saying that our company is not, you know, we, we can't do this work? Are you saying that we're not uh, competent. competent to do the work? And I was like, no, competence was never discussed here. Well, uh, if I told you that we would do the job and it was, they quoted us something like $12,000 or something, right? Twelve, thirteen thousand dollars It was, it was or, even more by the time they got done. If, if I told you that we would do the job for $500, you would do it, wouldn't you? And I said to the guy, what the hell is wrong with you? Although I was a little more forceful than that. <laughs> but I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Of course, prices is, is a part of the, the, the deal. It's a huge part of the deal. And we went around and around and around. And then he starts with, well, if you sign on the dotted line today, we will come tomorrow and put your system in in one day. And I said, no, we're going to discuss. Meanwhile, the other guy is sitting there from, from the company, their representative is sitting right there in our living room while this guy is high pressuring me over the telephone. And I said, no, we have a process that we follow. And he's like, and I assume that you're going to stick to that process. And I said, yes. And he hangs up. He, okay. hang, he goes, yeah. well, I guess there's nothing else to discuss. Right. And he hangs up, never made a better offer. No. Just hangs up. And then the other guy gets up and walks out. Yeah, well... Good riddance. Don't let the door hit They're you. They're gone. And, you know, I, I can't give you their name, but um, it's, it, a, well -known it's a well known brand. And you can always text me privately and I'll, and I'll tell you. But uh, do not let these people into your home. I'll tell you that. Uh, anyway, we've kind of digressed a little bit here. Just a wee bit. A wee bit. Um, <laughs> but so, I, I was thinking about like some of the commercials that make me shake my head. Yeah. Okay. And I came up with four right off the top of oh, my head. Okay. Okay. And in no particular order, the one is the Limu Emu. And the guy dug in the Limu Emu and and the, the whole ridiculous thing with him getting the key to the city and putting this key on his I don't even belt understand. Why do you need a why do you need an emu? Why do you need well, a because it, it it just like Geico has the gecko to help you remember Geico. Limu Emu helps you remember Liberty Mutual. Insurance companies have discovered now that people don't like them because they collect a whole lot of money from you for many years for car insurance, home insurance, whatever. And when it comes time to pay off on a claim, they want to screw you over and fight you tooth and nail. 
to get back money that you put into it. So some advertising genius decided, hey, I have an idea. Let's do funny commercials that make us look like likable people. Uh, yes, but that, that, that the whole the emu thing, it, it just... The gecko commercials work. The Geico commercial, uh, oh, come on. I come don't on. know. Some, some of them work. Is it is it enough to get me to sign on the dotted line no. for Geico? No. What it does do is, does it Put keep the name Geico in, in front mind. of you, yeah. in your mind? Yeah. Well, but I guess the emu emu does too, though. Now, one of those commercials has, has sold me on switching to Geico. No. But the commercials are funny as hell, and the best one ever is the camel. Well, those ones are good, but I don't like the gecko ones so much. That, that, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the gecko, he's getting a little annoying. Yeah. By the way, who is the first added value, added value <laughs> on the podcast this week? Little, a little extra fun thrown in. Who was the original voice of the Geico gecko? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about the camel. That one I knew the answer to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kelsey Grammer. Seriously? Kelsey Grammer. And he can do the, the first, British accent? He was the first voice of the, of the gecko. And uh, the voice of the uh, camel was... Toby from uh, This Is Us. Yeah, I don't know the name of the actor. Well, I don't know either, but... He was on a talk show. But you guys and, will know who he and is. And he mentioned that, that yeah. he was the voice. And all he had to do was go, uh-oh. <laughs> and and the crowd just went went crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Limu Emu, I think, is just... I watch these commercials and I'm, I'm huh? What? Another one that it, it that bugs me is the one, and I don't know what the drug is, but the, the grandfather has COPD. He is, by the way, I think the third or fourth guy to play the grandfather. I don't know. The, I think the I other two track. died. I don't uh, keep track. I, I don't know, but COPD is a progressive disease, and unfortunately, people die. And I don't, and the, well, go ahead. Well, anyway, the... The, the one that I think is really dumb is he's, it's a kid, his grandkid's uh, birthday party. Now, this kid looks like he's eight or nine years old, at least, if not a little he's bit He's out in the backyard smoking luckies. <laughs> oh, now, come you on. Know. And, I mean, eight or nine years old, kids are pretty mature these days. Yeah. And this kid is sitting around with mommy and grandpa at a birthday, family birthday party with a three little pigs theme. That's now, right, grandpa, he's wearing the little ears or something, Yeah, Grandpa isn't he? has the wolf's ears, yeah. kid's got the piggy ears, and the grandfather's like, you know, we're going to huff and puff and blow the candles out, like you do sometimes, Grandpa? Yeah. Well, Grandpa has COPD. I, I, that bothers me. And it, it bothers me, first of all, that the kid is that rude to his grandfather, My and the mommy doesn't say anything. My mother would have smacked me yeah. into the middle of next week if I did that to... Yeah, we, were, we were brought up, you don't ...to say one of my like elders that. or, or, or anybody. So, I mean, that, that strike one. Strike two is just the ridiculousness of it, that somebody eight or nine years old is still going to be into the three little pigs. It's really out of touch. And uh, it just... It, just the, the visual of it, of grandpa yeah. with, with, you know, wolf ears and piggy ears. No. The, the, the thing that bothers me most is the kid. The kid saying that to, to the guy. And like you do, grandpa? Well, little Johnny, I'll tell you what. If you wait another couple of years, grandpa won't be around anymore to annoy you with his huffing and puffing. I'm sorry, Johnny, that he's inconveniencing you. 
Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think it was meant that way, but it sure comes across It poorly. comes across badly. Okay, now another one. Yeah. Have you seen the one where there's this guy, he's like a, a rasty Jamaican-looking guy, and he's milking a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's milking the giraffe, Skittles not. are coming out. Of the giraffe. Of the giraffe and filling the Don't ask me where they're full, coming from. No, I don't either. But this bucket full of Skittles is at his feet, like as if the milk pail, but it's full of Skittles. And he he just built, and then all of a sudden he just puts his head back and goes, ah, is this laugh. The Rasta guy. Uh, yeah. And it's about the Skittles, but it's. He's milk. Wait, let me run this by me again. He's milking a giraffe. Yes. And Skittles are coming out as he's milking the giraffe. Right. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I've, I've just got, excuse me, folks. I got to go out and, and buy some Skittles. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I mean, it, that, that one, I just, I look at it and it's like, what? And last on my list. Yeah. Are the Gogurt commercials? Yeah. Now this this plays into our bugaboo with everybody gets a trophy, and your kid is amazingly terrific over every little thing that they do. Well, on this one, on one of them, the little kid—I shouldn't even say little. This kid is probably nine or ten, and she puts the Gogurt. Uh, you know, like snack thing into her lunchbox for the next day. And mom is like, I'm so proud. My girl is going to be an independent woman. And confetti falls down out of the sky. And, because and she the put goes, the thing of Gogurt in, in her, her lunchbox. lunchbox. Yeah. And that makes her an independent woman. Uh, apparently. Well, congratulations, Sadie. Your daughter is the future CEO of the Ford Motor Company. How about yeah, uh, because she put the yogurt, yogurt. in the lunch pail? Now, if this was like a, a toddler, a kindergarten yeah. kid, I'd say, well, maybe. But this this is like a kid that's like probably fourth or fifth grade in the in the commercial, and she's doing this. The other one, it's also for Gogurt. They have one where a kid is out in the backyard, and she's won the Junior Slam Dunk Contest prize or something. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what she's slam dunking into? One of those little... Uh, basketball nets that are about like five feet off the ground and she's standing there and it, it's like you or I could or she can just stand up and put the ball in and how old is the kid in this one you know maybe 10 yeah. 8 I don't know but she's there with the with the basketball net and the basketball net is like she's almost as tall as the net so what what's the big deal about slam dunking into that now she slam dunked into the 10 foot regulation height i'd yeah. say now you got now something. i'm impressed yeah but even so with all of this how how much of this sells the product how much of it gives you the benefit of the product not a one of them no not a one of them it's all about being cute uh making an insurance company likable uh, it's about what kind of person buys this particular vehicle, what kind of lifestyle or what, what they aspire to. In none of these commercials have they sold us the product. And I guess maybe that's, a, that's the thing of the future. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it it just I want to know a little something about it you know uh, like even when you see like pop-up ads on the internet or whatever I, I want to know I, I want to see more than just the picture of the product yeah, I want to know yeah. some you know well it's like buying a house sight unseen well I wouldn't buy anything sight unseen no. but yeah. You want to see, you want to kick the tires. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know in sales, they don't like so-called tire kickers, but I'm sorry, it's my money and I'll, I'll kick the tires if I want to. I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. But, uh, you know, again, it's like I said before, we're not who they're looking for. No. So, I mean, what we have to say probably doesn't mount a hill of beans, but... We're going to say it anyway, folks. <laughs> because we always tell you what we think, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, another commercial that bothers me are the commercials in the wintertime that come on for the SUVs and the four-wheel drive vehicles. And they show people basically driving like jackasses in the snow, right? And the guy, the guy's going down the road and he decides, well, I'm going to go this way. And he goes driving off the road into the snow and now he's in a foot of snow with the suv right and the snow is flying all over the place from the back of the suv and this guy is driving through oh yeah i'm a big i'm a big dude nothing's gonna slow me down i got my four-wheel drive this is not meant to be done on the garden state parkway okay if you look at the tiny little fine print at the bottom of the TV screen. It says professional driver on a test track or on a controlled car. You, mister, I take the Garden State Parkway every morning to go to my accounting job at Young and Rubicam. You are not a professional driver. And in case you didn't notice, you're not on a test track. (laughs) <laughs> and you're out there driving like a freaking moron because, well, I saw it on television. The guy on television did it. I saw him do it. <laughs> I, if he can do that, I can do that. I've got my SUV and I can drive any the hell way that I want. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the image that it sells to these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, well, the they're, they're power, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, it felt good to get that off my chest, you know. I'm so happy. <laughs> We're here for you, hon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that, was, that was therapeutic. So drop us a line and let us know what are some of the things that make you go home huh? at uh, Pete and Maureen podcast at yahoo.com. Oh, you know what else? You know what else makes me go, huh? What? Actually makes me go more than that. What? The people that when they go to get the elevator. Uh-huh. They keep pushing that button. Tick, 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 tick. The elevator is not going to come any sooner. Well, sometimes you don't know if you pushed it in all the way. If the little or... light goes on, you pushed it in. <laughs> well, they don't all if have the a light, light goes on, you pushed it in. You push the button and it sends the message to the computer that controls the elevator that somebody wants the elevator on the sixth floor. Message received. As soon as you push that button... The message is received. Why do these people go to the elevator and think, 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 think? And you know what else they do it with? When you want to cross the street and it says push button to cross street, you push the button once. If you could push that button 20 times, it's not going to change how long that light is going to wait for you to cross the street before it gives the green to the, the traffic in the opposing lane. You push it once and you're done. 
Okay. You don't have to ding, 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 ding. Keep pushing that button. These people make me nuts, Maureen. You already were nuts, Pete. Maybe I was. Maybe I was. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Again, tell us what are the things that make you go, huh? Huh? Pete and Maureen podcast at yahoo.com. Hey, we hope you're all doing okay out there, uh, sequestered in your homes. We're doing fine. Thank you very much. Uh, It is getting boring, I gotta say that. As much as I like the new place. As exciting as it is to be with Keith. (laughs) I am am just going stir crazy. I miss my diners, I miss my restaurants, I miss our friends, I miss our social life, you know? But eventually this will pass as all things do. So be safe, be well, and we'll talk to you next week on Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen. And if you haven't figured out by now, I'm Pete, I'm the crazy one. And I'm Maureen. I'm the smart one. And we're done for now. So goodbye, God bless you, and thank you. Thank you for for listening. listening.